This is Why Libertarian, the show dedicated to telling the stories of libertarians new and old, promoting libertarian values, and fighting against authoritarians, statists, feds, and anyone else who would like to steal your liberty and freedom. I am Matthew Strzok, and I would like to thank you for tuning in to this episode. Enjoy. Coming at you with a little bonus action this week. Actually, I got some big news. Um, But first, in case you found yourself in this location, you're not sure how you got here. This is Why Libertarian. My name is Matt. Um, Usually we're on Tuesday nights at 5. It's Thursday, obviously. It's 7 o'clock. We got a special episode for you. Um, But huge news. Next week, I am like, this is a cliff, like a precipice. I've been looking out over the edge of for a while. We're going five nights a week. Every single night of the week, Monday through Friday, 7 p.m., we're going to try and load it up with guests, a ton of different content, decentralization, liberty, just every freaking night, just uh, at least an hour of liberty every freaking night so you can come here, get some awesome information. We got some awesome guests lined up. It's going to be out of freaking sight. I feel like a hippie. It's out of sight, man. Like, um, So anyway, uh, as usual, like, comment, subscribe, share, hit the notification bell, uh, retweet, get it out there. I got notification. We are uh, in the process of downloading to Odyssey as I speak right now. So if you like to view uh, videos on Odyssey, we are on there. Um, if you do want to see any of the other channels or media outlets that we are on, this is my link tree. It's pretty simple. It's just link tree and then backslash Y Libertarian. But you can see all the outlets. We are adding them as we go. There will actually be a number of Hive-based uh, links on there eventually once I get everything kind of synced up and, and squared away on that. I've been messing around with that a lot. So that was a lot of a lot of news, a lot of stuff to be talked about. We actually have a guest, so uh, I might as well kind of bring him on and uh, dis- discuss some uh, just really powerful stuff that we've been talking about for a long time. This is a word that's been on a lot of people's uh, tongues, and it's going to continue to be. We are talking about the remnant, okay? Remember that word or that phrase, the remnant. This is a big freaking deal. It's been percolating for a long time now, and it's actually coming to the forefront. Um, I am proud to have with me Diego Rivera, an original Jersey badass Liberty guy, I've heard. Is that true? It's true, man. That's yeah. true. <laughs> what, what part of Jersey here? Like, we got to figure North this Bergen. out first. North Bergen and Hudson County. Actual New Jersey. That's fantastic. Not yep. not Philadelphia East down there in the south. No. Right. Ruto's going to get pissed on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we could also get into an argument over whether or not there's a central Jersey or not. But oh. uh, I... <laughs> That's not up for debate. That's no. not a... I don't care what John Stewart says. You know? Yeah. <laughs> the hell does he know anyway yeah. um, <laughs> besides brainwashing apparently if you read yeah, psychology papers so uh, no i so anyone who doesn't know you isn't familiar with you um just kind of give them a quick you know one minute synopsis who are you and kind of how did you come to the liberty movement uh well i get well funny enough i came through it through comedy i uh, i used to watch a show called tough crowd and i'd always see them complaining about uh, censorship and you know how they couldn't say what was on their mind but it was refreshing to watch these people that are from our neck of the woods speak mm-hmm. honestly and as you, as you watch people start to talk on eggshells you start to go like wait something's not right here like why are people so scared of words they're just they're just mouth noises like what's the big deal <laughs> uh, and then from there I read uh, a little a book called Shadow University uh, by uh, Harvey Silverglade and uh, Charles Coors, and then uh, Greg Lukianoff, and I just went down the, the rabbit hole. Next thing you know, there's a guy called Ron Paul, and there's a guy called Rand Paul that uh, does a filibuster, and, and I watched the entire thing, and I was like, I'm in. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Like, I'm, that's it. It's you were hooked. That's it. <laughs> now, yeah, man. Wait, what's your family's background? I heard, uh, what, is oh, yeah. it Cuban heritage? Yeah, yeah. So I'm first-generation American, but my family's all from Cuba. They're all refugees oh wow so how does that factor into 
your and maybe you know your family's if you can if you can speak to that your family's kind of perspective on right. you know america and and just what's going on right now right so yeah that's funny because you know uh there's a lot of things like you can come out gay trans uh whatever you can identify as a zier or whatever the fuck you want yeah. uh to a cuban family but if you uh if you you know, come out of the closet and say that you're a Democrat. I mean, you're fucked. Yeah, uh, that's <laughs> so, that's interesting. Yeah. So, you know, the parents are, are Republican because they think that that's the side of, of liberty. And I, I, I do believe that there are liberty Republicans that are fantastic out there. Um, but they they still have to get a hold of the principles, but they take to those principles really easy like really easy. Um, so normally there's a huge skepticism of state. And, uh, you know, when I think about this later, so it's funny cause my, my, you know, my, uh, my biological father's considered a terrorist from the mm. Cuban government, which is okay. Like that's a good government to be considered yeah. a terrorist for because <laughs> yeah, right. they, they try to kill, you know, they try to kill Castro a bunch of times. And so you kind of start getting that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, mm. you know? I, so you have a little bit of uh, shit stirrer in your genetics, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So what what pulled you away from? You're in Texas right now. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. What what pulled you away from Jersey? What was really what kind of compelled the move? I mean, essentially, like it, it, I I did want to leave the motherland. I I love it. I love the people. Like I feel yeah. like we're good stock. You know what I mean? Like we're still one of the last people that'll just tell you go fuck yourself out of love you know yeah. uh where everybody else is you know they they tell you to uh they tell you to you know go fuck yourself by saying oh bless your heart it's like you're not saying what you mean yeah and so like it's a little dishonest uh so i love the people like to me like I, everything jersey people all, all of it i just love the culture i love the people but essentially i'm a political refugee as well you know mm. you just had to get the hell out of there like what are you gonna do yeah yeah, it's, uh, you know, and, and this will kind of go to the heart of what we're talking about here. But, um, yeah, like politics just by itself is really difficult to, to kind of uh, like steer the ship, right? Like turn yeah. turn the Titanic. It's like it's it's near impossible. Like mm -hmm. it's 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 marginally possible. It's near it's near impossible. Right. But, um, you know, what we're facing in New Jersey, I mean, you faced it firsthand. It is just top to bottom a cultural shift, you know, a pendulum that has gone from being one of the revolutionary states to right. now being a state that looks more, you know, akin to, you know, a Democrat socialist or a socialist um, kind of country. Uh, and, and it's really unnerving. I mean, like you drive by places that, you know, Washington's headquarters and things like that. And you're like, wow, like, where are those people? Like, they're all dead and gone. But I mean, like, where are their descendants? They probably moved to Texas. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. They're not there yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah, and, like, that's what's cool is, like, I used to live within walking distance of where Alexander Hamilton died, and I took that as a badge of honor, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. perpetual debt. Thanks, Alex. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. It's the, so I, the greatest idea ever. I, yeah, I just don't get it. Like, New Jersey people are pretty counterculture. You know, we're pretty innovative. Like, I, I just think, honestly, it's what happened is that it's the same thing that happened in Brooklyn, right? Like, Brooklyn now looks like a ski slope. Everybody's blonde, blue-eyed. But back in the day, that's not the case. And then same thing. And, like, people moved to New York, right? Yeah. So every everybody moved to New York from, you know, Wisconsin or whatever. And, and you know, like, they, they're like, well, I hate it here. It's nothing but ranches and Republicans. And so they moved over to New York City. It made it even worse. Yeah. Then they had to move to Jersey. You know, Dave Smith's a political refugee over New Jersey. So it's like, yeah. Then they moved there. But at least, you know, Dave Smith has the right ideas. But a lot yeah. of them don't. And then so then they start changing the culture. Then they, they do the same thing there that they did to Virginia. Like, Northeast Virginia dominates Virginia. And yeah. Virginia screwed yeah. Yeah. That's and you you look like uh, you look like kind of like an, an an entertainment person, at least from the stuff that's in the background behind you. Yeah. Um, so you, maybe this uh, reference won't be lost on you. I mean, they are essentially the aliens from Independence Day. Like, that's exactly what they are. They right. just go from, you know, planet to planet or, or state to state and just kind of like suck all the resources out of it and then move on to the next place. Um, good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you're, you're absolutely right. Like, when uh, Kristen Tate put out that book, 
that said democratic migration might be more deadly to us than immigrants themselves. Like she wasn't kidding. Like if you look at Arizona, Nevada, uh, Maine, New Hampshire, like, you know, they just come into your state and they're like parasites. They ruin everything. And that's not to say that Republicans are good. But God, are the Democrats just so horrible? Yes. Yeah. Well, so let's talk about that, because we also have it's like it's like a perfect storm, right? You have a situation where you have Democrats that are now fleeing the cities um, and and moving to, you know, suburban and rural America, which in many cases, you know, many of these used to be bastions of, of conservative thinking and conservative politics. And so right. they're beginning to change that just en masse. The other problem that you've had is you've had a, um, dare I say, pussification of the conservative and the, the right wing opposition to the more progressivist ideas. Um, you know, from your take, what does that really come from? Oh, boy, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have an hour, so like yeah. <laughs> you yeah. can take as so much time I, as you want. I think, uh, well, let me just try to dissect it and we'll go back and, and just review the that big part. But I think the pussification part, at least we can address that. Um, I think it's I think there's something. Well, there's one there's culturally they're trying to defang us. You know, they don't yeah. want men to be men anymore. They want men to be women. I mean, this is what's this is what's appreciated in this culture is, you know, I don't mean pound your chest and howl at the moon when I say be a man. But yeah. I do mean that, you know. You don't walk around apologizing for things you didn't do. You, you just speak honestly. If you slip up, you say, OK, I'm sorry. Uh, this is more of just. Uh, like it seems like the beta male takeover is just using the veil of you know all of these good things that no one would disagree with right but using that as a cudgel and that's the problem is that they're using these things to essentially beat the male out of men and i think this is why libertarians also do well i mean i can go into this for just a minute if you'll let me uh land this thought but uh so jonathan height you know the name right yep right so and this is what's also beautiful about our movement, and even he says it, uh, you know, he finds it funny, but we find it funny for different reasons. Um, so essentially, Jonathan Haidt did uh, works on people's political and religious thinking, and he wanted to see why people were so divided, mm-hmm. right? And essentially, he took work from Sasha, not Sasha, Simon Baron Cohen, Borat's cousin, actually, uh, mm-hmm. where he's a, a neuroscientist that essentially studies autism right and so what he found was is using his study and his his studies here of jonathan height using simon baron cohen's work right which is what he he calls autism the super male brain right in the sense that they're geared more towards uh systemizing they look at complex problems and systems you know they tend to be engineers or mathematicians uh they do you know they enjoy playing chess or looking at a subway map and understanding it like it's more about you know the, those those people are more interested in systems than in people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he took that and he did a study, and essentially he had uh, you know conservatives and and uh, progressives or liberals, right? And so you know he found that you know progressives tend to be the most feminine style of thinking, and that just means less geared towards systemizing, more geared towards empathizing, right? Hmm. But he left a group out there because there was this group that just didn't make sense. He has, he has over 20,000 uh, data points on this one group that just doesn't make sense to him. So he added a category for libertarians. Okay. And when he did that, he found exactly what he thought they might find is that they're, you know, uh, you know, conservatives, essentially, there was this, essentially five moral taste buds. It was, uh, you know, harm, care, uh, equality. They looked at that differently, right? Uh, and then there was uh, in-group thinking, uh, purity, and I forget the other one, but it's it's something. So conservatives across the board shared all five. Liberals only shared the first two, but there was this group that didn't make sense. And so he added libertarian, and he found exactly this. They don't have any they, – they across the board are lower on all five. But when he added liberty as a moral taste bud, shot way up way yeah. more than any liberal or way more than any uh, Republican. When it came to personal liberty, when it came to economic liberty, they scored way higher. But he also found that libertarians have the most masculine style of thinking, which means we tend to be systematic and not empathetic, 
which might go into a messaging problem that we definitely have. But so he tells libertarians, he's like, essentially, you're the you're the smartest. Uh, you have the most rational style of thinking, very logical, uh, but you're very cold hearted. And when he tells libertarians, they, they laugh, yeah. they laugh. And so he finds it funny because we're laughing and we find it funny because we know it's true. <laughs> yeah, no, 100 percent. I think that's 100 percent. And I think um, Jordan Peterson, I think, also kind of talks about that matrix a bit. And, and, you know, when he gets probed about, you know, gender differences and gender roles and things like that. Um, and yeah, no, I, I, I think that I think that's true. I think it holds again, like at the extremes. Sometimes it breaks down a little bit, but just in general, I think that's a, a good kind of interpretation. Um, and I, I think Republicans are suffering from the the framework that they're they're almost kind of like uh, they're it's that Overton window dynamic. It's like they have to continue to chase votes as opposed to chase culture, right? So right. a long time ago, the 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 more progressive I won't even call them Democrats. I'll just call them the more progressive wing. They decided to just focus solely on culture, right? And and you had kind of these moderate Democrats for a while that mm -hmm. like held the line because they pretty much knew those two sides were gonna cancel each other out. And what they did was they worked underneath to kind of like undermine all these traditional values that both moderate Democrats and conservatives both kind of like shared in that crossover. Yep. And it, it took the better part of 50 years for them to be successful in doing this but it's like you know what's the phrase like you know gradual but all at once like that's exactly what it was it was like this just small kind of like undermining of culture until you know uh, a handful of years ago it just kind of like exploded onto the scene um right. but so that being said uh let me talk about before before we talk about like current events and stuff like that let me pitch so that people can find your information. Um, the one place that they can go is IamTheRemnant.com, right? Yep. Okay. And that is essentially what? It's basically your home base for um, merch right. and stuff like that? Yeah. And so we're actually moving it over. Uh, yeah, it is. There's merch. I'm trying to get, like, you know, more on there. Like, I wanted to do, I wanted to do an end the lockdown stuff. Um, and we're switching websites as well. So... Uh, because Squarespace demonetized me over the flag, so I can't take I can't take debit or credit cards. So I'm just going to move it over to uh, Bluehost and have them do it because I can't take a credit card. Like Stripe legitimately said, no, you can't, and it's like why? I, I'm on record several times. You know, uh, before it was uh, Counterflow, I was on Buck Johnson's show explaining that we're just peaceful revolutionaries, but we just yeah. mean it. Yeah, but we mean it, and that's the difference, and that's that scares people, yeah. you know. Uh, no, but yeah, it's well to your point earlier, like uh, the idea of being considered a a terrorist by say like Cuba um, is is a, a badge of honor. I think that a lot of people are beginning to wake up to the fact that if you're considered a terrorist or an insurrectionist by the the current power structure in the United States, I think we're getting to that point. We're we're getting to that point where a lot of people are actually proud they they will wear that as a badge of courage saying that they're defying kind of like the the tyranny and the authoritarian direction that we're going in how did you get turned on to just this idea of the remnant where did it really kind of like click for you and and why did it really kind of hit, hit you know hit so with you i read uh i was reading real dissent and uh, just to show you because i, I brought my receipts i was reading real dissent <laughs> And uh, on chapter, what is it, 24? So I have it here. On chapter, uh, I believe, yeah, it's 24. Yes. Right here, uh, I read that chapter, and it fucked me up more than any chapter in the book here. I had, so I read about this remnant that yeah. what Tom Woods was talking about, and I legitimately lost my mind. I was like, I went down that rabbit hole, I immediately went to go reading Isaiah's job, immediately mm -hmm. went and just dove down that because this made so much sense yep. right like this concept like and look he signed it i don't know if you can but... <laughs> i can see it yep <laughs> yeah so he signed that part of that book i didn't want it in the front i want i knew exactly where i wanted it um yep. and and i just dove it because it made sense like we're chasing we're 
we're trying to it's like malice talks about these people as like their trees and like i tend to agree like we're not trying to change everybody and if we just focus on the people that could be changed we'd have a lot more results than if you know we're just going to like try this mass appeal and watering down this message and it's like no the brave people the early adopters the truth tellers will be the ones that change yeah well and and that's also the the dynamic there is also one where you're kind of hedging your bet too right so like for instance if if the wheels stay on the bus for long enough if you're effective in in kind of reaching out to the remnant and cultivating that group it begins to grow and become a much bigger proportion of the population and actually affect some change right the hedging part is if it all like for the collapsitarians out there that are about to like you know get wildly you know aroused if it all falls down and it all goes boom reaching out to the remnant means that those handful of people will be the ones that understand that the collapse is coming and they will be able to front run it right like right. they will be the ones that are self-sustaining they are be, they'll be the ones that you know know to avoid currency so that they're not you know left destitute and they actually have some purchasing power afterward like there's a whole laundry list of things and so um it kind of lives with I, I try and explain this to people and and i'm wondering if you're kind of the same i live with my foot in two worlds my one foot is like okay i wouldn't have a problem being an agorist and just like you know separating myself from the the systems that are currently exploiting and 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 killing people and breaking down right. and then the other foot i live in the realm of all right let's let's activate and save as many as we can and you yep. know what in the process if we're able to dismantle the system that's bound to destroy itself anyway great but if not you still have like you know this this kind of insurance policy. Does that make sense, or is that like do you do you no, think it's no. too dichotomous? I, I think I think you can be both. I don't even think it's foot in two worlds. It's like you have to operate in a way that where you save your own skin, right? I mean, you know, self preservation is a real thing, right? Hmm. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I'm I'm glad that people are using crypto. And if we talk about decentralization later, I heard you talk about it at the at the front end. But yeah. crypto is decentralization. Now crypto is being talked about because why? Because it has this, it's infected people's ideas that it could be currency that could be used. And if it starts moving and people start exchanging it, it essentially is a hedge against the U.S. dollar. And there's nothing wrong with that. And to go even further, printing guns instead of buying them from manufacturers is decentralization. Uber yep. versus the cab monopolies is decentralization. So libertarians, by innovating, are actually proving ourselves more than we ever have on any debate stage, minus maybe the Ron Paul movement. But, <laughs> and then the, the, the other side is just like, yeah, you, I mean, this is what's so powerful about the story of, you know, Isaiah's job. It's like, essentially, like, you just have to not give a shit and tell people the truth. And people will take to that. And it's like Tom's yeah. way of saying it is like, when you burn the three by five card, people will get a whiff of the smoke and they will come running. And boy, do they. Because... Yeah. I mean, I've changed hundreds of people's opinion on on liberty, you yeah. know, and it wasn't by being like, well, let me be a baby back bitch about it or socially liberal and fiscally conservative. It's like, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, you know, I so I let, let's kind of talk down that that road for a little bit um, and, and just kind of talk about that juxtaposition of people that want to focus on the remnant and these these you know, kind of the, the select, not the select few, but just the few that um, aren't the masses, right? Like the ones that are reachable, the ones that when when you do reach them, they become ride or die, right? Like right. that's the other thing. Like you're not trying to reach like a group of people that are like fair weather. You're reaching people that are disenfranchised, that are like F the system. And when you can reach them with something concrete, they, they like, they just, uh, it just attracts them like a, a moth to a, a flame, right? Yep. Um, the Libertarian Party over the last 10, 20 years, and I haven't been as active, nearly as active as I have recently, but I've been watching from the periphery, they've taken the opposite path, right? They've taken the mass appeal path, the try and get as many votes as possible path. Um, and and I think that breaks down because, to your point, you know, like the, the Gary Johnson kind of mantras is just so milquetoast that it doesn't shock anyone awake. Like, no, right. like I, I have, I have, I've yet to hear someone who said, like, I've heard people say that Ron Paul woke me up out of my sleep. Like, right. I was in the Matrix and he pulled me out of it. 
I've yet to hear anyone say that about Gary Johnson. I've heard people say that they were disenfranchised and Gary Johnson was like a nice alternative and that's why they kind right. of like gravitated in that direction. But, um, you know, yeah, I, what's your thought on that? That's very interesting because I have personal experience with this. And so I think that Gary Johnson will get people to identify as libertarian, but he won't get them to be good libertarians. Like, hmm. for example, like uh, I knew this, uh, you know, I pulled this one guy uh, who I was uh, hiring one time and he said Gary Johnson pulled him to the movement. And then when I asked him what his top issues were, it was like gay marriage and, you know, civil asset forfeiture and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, civil asset forfeiture, legit. It's a solid issue, man. I mean, they stole more from people than the fucking burglars did. But if war isn't on there, then you don't fucking get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do you understand that they bomb gay people? Like, does that yeah. not like so? But when I talk to a Ron Pauler, they get it. It's like it's the finances, right? It's like empire and the bloodline of the empire. Like, that's yeah. it. Everything yeah, well, else is second place. So and and uh, this keeps coming up too. even even amongst like, you know, um, shout out to Mike Rufo, who who hooked me and Diego up. Um Mike's awesome. He's like, he's the, he's the, the, the straw that stirs the drink here in New Jersey, as far as like the Liberty movement goes, he's, he's absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, Mike and that crew of people that, that I'm a part of here in New Jersey, um, we have these conversations and we have the same kind of, uh, we have the same kind of, I, I guess not, not uh, disconnect, but just, we come at those social issues from different sides. But one thing is always completely evident to me and it's that those social issues begin to become de-emphasized once you take care of those other things, right? And it's not to mean that they're not important. Like, gay marriage is important. Uh, you know, abortion is an important issue. Uh, you know, whatever, trans, trans rights is an important issue. Immigration is an important issue. But the, the, the very difficult thing to get across to someone who came in who was a Gary Johnson libertarian or just one of these disaffected, you know, left or right libertarians that came in, is look, if you take care of the Fed, war, the war on drugs, like, it, it all gets, like, way less because, you know, abortion, 70% is caused by poverty, right? And right. there's no bigger contributor to poverty than inflation in the Federal Reserve. That's right. it, hands down, right? Like, and the same thing, you can just go through each one of the other issues and just say, if we take care of these, like, that problem is now... 10% of what it is now. And the reason why is because that's a symptom. It's not the actual cause, you know? Um, I, we, what about like messaging? Like, you know, have, do you, do you identify? So like, are you like a, uh, uh, are you like an out libertarian, like a card carrying member of the libertarian party or would uh, you just more kind of like, no. Okay. So no, 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 no. Uh, but I, I identify as a Rothbardian and cap. No, added shit like that's who i am and that's what i mean uh and i don't care how the movement succeeds i do love the mises caucus and the newly redacted caucus big fan of them uh, <laughs> yeah but as far as that they're the only interesting thing about the libertarian party the rest of those dudes are boring yeah well and and so that's that's the other thing is um so it's it like if, if i had to ask you just like on the spot what juices you up like if you have to think of a couple of names or a couple of topics i know this idea of reaching the remnant is a big one right but yeah. so like if i had to ask you for like your top three or four like people or things that really juices you up about about the liberty movement what would it be well i would say uh it's the, it's the remnant it's tom woods uh just the way that he manages to like slowly he he could be a comedian i think because he knows how to build up a story and then when he hits the punchline you're just like Fuck. Yeah. I felt that in my bones. Uh, his speech, uh, when he gets to his speech at uh, Mike Heist's event a couple years ago, I listened to that almost daily. I have yeah. typed that up for Word. I just went and typed it out and just typed up his speech because I've just loved it so much. When he starts talking about Walter Jones and penance, and like, here's the thing so I'm a combat vet, right? And so every day I have to seek penance for mm -hmm. being on the wrong side of things. And so mm -hmm. I will do everything that I can. For the rest of my days to try to make up for not getting the right take now i can justify it and say like hey i thought i was doing the right thing but in the end that still doesn't make it okay and so i'm going to do everything that i can understanding what i know now to try to bring these home like you said earlier we want to pull the captives home we want to tell them like hey you know uh peterson talks about this idea that we want to be the dragon slayer 
And that's why a lot of people's motivation tends to have them run to this because it's their version of being the knight in their own mythology. And yes, if that was correct. So like the logic is good, but the premise is false in the sense that no, 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 you're fighting for the dragon. You're fighting on the opposite side. You're on the wrong side of this. And once you put that in their heads, they're like, fuck, you'd almost join. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm really glad you didn't because yeah. I want you here. I want you alive. You you deserve to be here and alive. You know, yeah. like, don't do this. Don't don't fall prey to the same machine that it's okay. It's like, I love what uh, I heard uh, Angela McArdle on that show. And she's like, we're not entering into good faith, you know, conversations with people who bomb weddings and bail out Wall Street. And I was like, this chick gets it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's, that's how we have to do. So, like, I would say that war is a huge issue. Robert Higgs is my spirit animal. I love him so much. <laughs> yeah. Because he gets it right. He doesn't call it anything but, but what it is. When he writes an article, he'll put, like, siren song. You know, like, he'll call it a death cult. That's exactly what it is. And we shouldn't have to, like, baby down these words to do it. So I'd say that that's probably... And then, honestly, for me, it's not... If we want to think like, yeah, you know, I could say like Ron Paul, he's very motivational in what he did. But that's, as far that's as not like, a wrong answer. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I but I think of like the like Ron Paul is an amazing story. But I think of like what 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 does more for me is like you know uh, like Lenny Bruce or George Carlin or some of these people like Lenny Bruce. Uh, spend most of his life suing the, the federal government because they kept arresting him for mouth noises. Yeah. You know, that guy's done more for free speech than anybody. You yeah. know, maybe given the, the uh, what was it, the Mormons that, that uh, or was it the Mormons? I don't know. Uh, but it was like a religious sect that essentially, you know, sued the government because they refused to take pledge allegiance, you know. And so they would go to the Supreme Court and sue them and win because why? Because they're fucking right. So... Yeah. A lot of these people are in the same camp for me. It's like if you can't like words are consequences of your thoughts. And if you're mm -hmm. telling me that I can't say what I want to say, you're essentially telling me I'm limited to my thoughts. And to yeah. me, cognition is the greatest gift that evolution has ever given us. Right. And so if you're trying to tell me I can't think a certain way, that's the number one. Like, fuck you, fuck your mother and eat all of my ass because I will not be told what to say. <laughs> no, that's that's awesome, and that's the right way to say that line. I'm pretty sure, like in in the dictionary, it's written that way. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's Hitchens. It's like pick a number, get in line, and kiss my ass. Like yes. that's exactly how you, what you should be told when you're like, no, well, fuck you. I'm gonna say it anyway. I'm gonna say it louder now. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I no, and and that's the other thing. I think um, I think the peop the voices that are coming forward now. They are of that mentality more so now than ever. I think even even in Ron Paul's delivery, Ron Paul was tried to be very respectable. He was obviously running in the Republican Party, so if he dropped an f bomb, he immediately would have been canceled by right. the religious conservatives that were in the group or the evangelicals. Right. But um, the the voices that are coming forward now are very much of that that ilk, right? It's like if you tell me I can't do something, not only am I going to do it. But just to like shove it in your face that I have the freedom to do this, I'm going to do it louder or more insane than I was doing it before, which I think is the complete legitimate response because that the, the other person is trying to do the exact opposite. They're trying right. to mute whatever it is, your, your thought, your speech, your activity, your ability to defend yourself. Uh, you know, your ability to make money and not having it stolen from you. Like, all of those things are all much greater trespasses than what they're alleging you are doing. And so if they try and call you on it or, like, belittle you or stop you from doing it, the correct response is, yeah, and I'm going to cr crank that shit to 11. Like, because I'm going to throw it in your face and make you know that I can do this. And before, I was doing it nicely. I was doing it at 6 now you're gonna have to deal with it, right? Like I think I I truly believe I understand a lot of people out there are non-confrontational and they right. want just everyone to get along. But you know what? Some sometimes in a room, someone just needs to stand up and just say "fuck everybody," right? Like it, there just has to be that one voice. Um, yeah. So so uh, let's talk about some current events. Um, sure. uh, so we had this shooting in Boulder. All right. Um, and it's it painfully, I want to hear your opinion on this, because 
it comes out first of all I, I, I'm, I'm done with the identity politics stuff. So, like, oh, another white mass shooter, and it turns out to be a Syrian guy, okay? Right. Um, but the proximity to Biden dropping bombs on supposedly Iranian-backed Syrian militia um, and a Syrian guy shooting up innocent Americans in Boulder, Colorado, seems extremely close in time, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it sure does. I mean, and, and there's a there's a lot of things, right? And this is why, you know, economics is so important is because it's judging the unseen, right? And that these things have collateral and that, yeah. you know, this this weird concept of blowback, right? And, and none of this ever seems to process in anybody's head. They're just like, oh, quick fix. And here's the thing. I don't even think that they think it's a quick fix. I just think that they like the well, some might. There's two camps there. There's people that understand that you need to use these atrocities for power. And yeah. then there's the useful idiots that they manipulate and get to, you know, essentially be the mouthpieces for all this horrible stuff. It's horrific that people had to die. And it's also horrific. Like both things are tragedies. But, yeah. you know, the main frame of this conversation, what's everybody's takeaway is, oh, well, let's debate guns. And it's like, we're, we're done debating, man. Yeah. Uh, immediately. No, it- because the 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 political narrative isn't focused on what the actual problem is right like and so just immediately almost like you know it's it's funny that the left uses these kind of tactics um when truthfully like the truth of it is that it should actually be used against them right so like this idea that you take something that's completely unrelated to something else politically and try and marry them up for a political you know, to a political end or for political means, means that our conversation's over. You you are no longer in the realm of rational thought. You're just trying to connect an awful thing and something you're trying to get done politically in order to get it over the finish line. You're, you're a fucking demon for doing right. that, right? Yeah, you're standing um, on, the, on the graves of these people to essentially yeah. push your shit. Yes, yeah. And, and and realistically, what they're doing, though, is they're they're telling you the opposite. And then they're trying to be like this double speak where it's like, oh, well, you obviously don't care about the bodies of these people. And you're like, what are you talking about, asshole? You're the one who's making a political statement about this. Literally, the bodies aren't cold yet. And they already had people talking about white shooter, take away AR-15s and all this other stuff. It was was completely preposterous. But I just, I find it really, like, painfully convenient, right? Like, that it's a Syrian shooter and we just drop bombs on Syrian militia, you know, yep. like, and, and you know what, it'll come out in six months that he was like someone's cousin who was involved in that stuff over in Syria. And yeah. we, we, but it'll get buried. Like the lead will get right. buried and you'll never hear about it. You know, yeah, they, have, they have no intention of ever being honest. And like, that's the whole thing is like, they're never going to be honest about, they're never going to put the right narrative out there and promote that. They're going to do what benefits them, and that's to take away your guns because that's essentially how you take away people's ability to, you know, essentially own themselves and live their life unmolested. It's like, that's it. You know what I mean? Like, if if I can't shoot back, I'm pretty fucked because you have a monopoly on violence. Yeah, yeah. I Dave Smith actually just today yesterday had an episode that came out with uh, Jesus. I I keep forgetting his name. The the dude from uh, uh, Liberty Lockout. Um, Okay. Lockdown. Um, yeah. Crap, I'm having a senior yeah. moment. But so they were talking about um, just that dynamic. Uh, you, you have people that, uh, like, you saw it over the summer with, like, the BLM protests and stuff like that. Isn't it ironic that, like, when a bunch of people that didn't have any weapons, they got messed with by the police, but then yeah. as soon as the boog showed up and there was an armed support, like, you didn't see that very much anymore? Like, right. you know, do people not connect those two things? I guess they don't because it doesn't fit the narrative that they're being fed from, you know, whoever they think of as their, you know, influencer or their, you know, news source. Yeah. Um, but that just goes to that heart of, like, the last 50 years. Like, that's what they've been doing. They've been conditioning the mice for those exact responses. Right. It almost doesn't matter what it is. Like, it almost doesn't matter what it is anymore. No, it doesn't. And they're not interested in trying to – they're not trying to find what's true. You know, they're not interested in that, right? Yeah, either yeah. they have it or they don't care what it is. Um, and look, I just say you just have to hoard and rule everybody in this scenario because everybody's fucking wrong, minus the libertarians that have been saying this shit forever and ever and ever and ever. And yeah. it's like, wow, who could have called this? Oh, yeah, a big group of people. Uh, and it's like 
you just got to hoard rule them. And what I mean by this is like always attack the left from the left and the right from the right. Don't take people's identities away from them. And yeah. it's beautiful because you can say like this is a reality is like essentially if you're supporting gun control, then you are supporting the idea that men with guns get to show up at my house and take my property. And if I resist because I will. Right. They're going to jail me or kill me. So if yeah. I die because of this, just know that the blood is on your hands. I want you yeah. to understand that. Right. And also like and again, you could just go back and be like, by the way, you don't give a shit about bombing these people. All of a sudden you care about these people. How come that seems very politically you know, convenient? So yeah. like I, either way, just understand that the that the thing that you're putting forward is going to get me killed. You're about to make peaceful people criminals. And yeah. guess what that means? You die or go to fucking jail. So congratulations, Mr. Criminal Justice Reform. I'm sure you're so proud of it, Mr. Lefty. And to the right, I go, who's going to take them? It's not mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi. She's not getting kitted up. It's going to yeah. be some it's going to be a fucking law enforcement officer that kicks down your door, shoots your dog and fucking buries you right there. Yeah. And 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 that law enforcement officer is a tool. Right. And the law enforcement officer and this isn't like in defense of them. I mean, they're human beings. They get to make their choices. But that's what they hold over their heads, right? Like, here's your livelihood. You get paid really good so that whenever we call you, you are our hired thug. And so right. we tell you to go get them and you go get them, right? Like, that's yeah. the answer. Um, which, you know, I, I mean, there's not a ton of deductive reasoning that happens in law enforcement. I'm sorry. No. There just isn't. It's a lot of rote, you know, procedure and process. And that's the way it's it's wanted. That's the way it's desired so that there's no free thought involved in it. Right. Um, but so uh, so that being said, like the beauty is the remnant. You can speak to it with truth. Right. So like when things like this happen and you're like over the din, you have to yell because there is a din. But over the din, when you yell and you speak the truth, you know, 98 percent of people are going to yell back at you and say that you're a conspiracy theorist or a crazy right. person. Yeah. But that two percent of people, they're like, wait a minute. He just said exactly what I was thinking and I was afraid to say out loud, right? right? Like that's how you reach that component. Now, that being said, I don't think libertarians have done a good job of one being loud and two no. being truthful enough. Like, you know, and and that just goes to that point of, you know, look, sometimes you, like if someone's an asshole, sometimes you got to call them an asshole. Like you can't just right. like sugarcoat it and 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 you know, sneak around it. Um, in Texas, when the lockdowns came out, what, what was your first reaction? Wait, what, not when they, well, first when they came, came down and now since they've been lifted. Oh yeah. I immediately left. I said, you know, there's, there's one rule. It's like, if they lock me down, I will leave. And I did. Sadly, I went to Kentucky and that was not a better option. Who could have fucking seen that one happening? Um, so then Kentucky went haywire and then, uh, then I went to Wyoming, right? And I, uh, you know, uh, worked on some campaigns out there and stuff like that. And so I, you know, was still paying my bills and stuff like that. But uh, I just went to Wyoming. Like the one thing I would refuse to do is to be in a place where they're going to lock me down. And when they tell me to wear a mask, you know, like at the end, I was like, there is no place for me to go. But I immediately left. I said, I will leave when they lock me down. And if there's soldiers marching down the street, that's when I decide that I'm going to shoot. But I mm. knew everybody has to have that defining line. It's like, what action are you willing to take when they make it? And I said, yeah. for the lockdowns, you run. And then for when they start occupying, you start shooting back. Yeah. Now, like, because that's reality. Like, you have to make that choice. And I don't want to, you know? Now, is it uh, a lot of people were singing praises of your governor there in Texas when he pulled the lockdowns and all the restrictions off? What I wish I could have gotten, I wish I could have put like the little, you know, the little park lock that you, you know, when you don't pay your tickets, the little, yeah. the little, the little boot that they put on your car. I wish yeah. I could have put that on his wheelchair, that fucking tyrant. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck that I, guy. That, that would have been interesting to see. Uh, <laughs> I, I I put out something earlier today, and it was like, you know, you know, it's a sorry, a sad state of affairs, because Arizona just opened up, too, like within the last few hours or whatever, maybe this morning. Um, it's a sad state of affairs when you're looked at as this, like, you know, uh, uh, messiah of freedom, uh, and all you have to do is do the same authoritarian shit that everyone else does, 
but just, uh, you know, let up on the leash like moments before everyone else does. And all of a yeah. sudden you're like this great savior of freedom. It's ridiculous. Texas, this is what I hate about Texas. This is why I will not be here in the, in the long run is because and like I live really close to downtown. Now, here's the thing. I don't mesh with these people. There's nothing that, that they or I, you know, uh, I'm not conservative in nature, but like I'm more conservative than they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. At yeah. least, like, I just want personality. Like, I don't want to know you. You sound like you suck. Why do you have blue hair? You fucking look stupid. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, and that's okay. I'm not going to ever tell them. But, I mean, I I don't want to talk to them. We don't mesh. Like, this isn't my culture. Like, this this feels weird. Don't you feel weird? Why are yeah. you like this? You know? And I just want to poke them and be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. You know? It's a... Uh, so it's it's just, and nobody hears from Texas anyway. It's just Californians that moved into Texas and they they pick the blueberry and the tomato sauce, right? But Texas, they don't have constitutional carry. They have a police state, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and and these are things that you have to consider, right? Is that like one? They try to put constitutional carry before a committee today. They pulled it. They pulled it today. Like they don't even fucking mean it. Like they're and not so, serious. And so then here's so he we talk about this in New Jersey all the time because we have a bunch of fuds in New Jersey. They're all a bunch of NRA, you know, uh, simp's that oh well, you know, we we have to do things calculated, and if we try and go too far too fast, they'll take more of our rights. And and the more militant about us are like that's not the way fucking rights work, right? Like yeah. that's not the the answer is you try the nice way, and then if the nice way fails, you do it the mean way. Like that's right. basically what happens. Right. So, but they don't, they don't share that. So what's the reaction? They pull it from committee, then what? We boo-hoo and then what? Vote yeah. harder next election cycle? Is that what it is? They, I saw a pic. There was everybody from every Liberty organization down at the Capitol today, whether it was RLC, whether it was Libertarians. Uh, there was people pulling up with hundreds of thousands of petitions for this shit. And you know what yeah. they did? They said, fuck off. Right. And they did it right in your face. And Texas, rah, rah. It's it's like the Yosemite Sam, like cartoonish version of what you think freedom is. But it's yeah. like you don't even support the basic right of self-preservation. Don't tell me how much you care about freedom. And, oh, by the way, didn't you lock everybody down in your in their homes for a year? I yeah. remember, you know, yeah. so like a place like honestly, like a place like Wyoming or I've thought about even leaving the country, like just going somewhere else. Like if you can make enough money, you can buy your way out of here. Yeah. Well, I, 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 it, it opened my eyes to an option that I hadn't thought about, and it was Mexico. Yes. But not, but not like Mexico City, Mexico, like yeah. more kind of like out in cartel territory. Because um, speaking of decentralization, the guys from Three Speak, Matt, Matt and Dan, that I had on a little while back, that's you know blockchain version of YouTube. Uh, that's where they're holed up. They're holed up in Mexico, and they were like, you know what? Uh, cartel leaders are a lot more sensible to deal with than government officials. Like, it's really easy. It just comes down to a number. Like, how right. much money to leave me alone? You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And that's okay. I mean, like, I'm at least willing to do that if, if I understand it and we actually make, uh, you know, contract. Like, hey, listen, I understand that you're kind of shady, but if you promise to leave me alone, like, if the government here gave me a number and they were like, all right, $100,000 and we'll never bother you another day in your life. And I'll be like, here you go. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Walk right off. You know what I mean? I won't buy a house. Instead, what I'll do is I'll give him $100,000 and yeah. tell him to fuck right off and never bother me again. If that was the case, it's just, it's not. And so, like, you know, Robert Higgs, who I mentioned was my spirit animal, he lives in Mexico. And I'm yeah. like, hmm. And then I've been watching the Nomad Capitalist for a while. And he's just like, go to where you're treated best. And how the fuck can you make the argument that you're treated best here? Yeah. Not. Yeah. Same well, it's me. almost it's almost worse here because there is this illusion that you're going to get all this freedom and liberty and everything like that. But it's brutal because it's just an illusion, right? Like right. it's not the truth. At least somewhere else where they're like, "Look, you can have as much freedom as you want, but this is the box." And you're like, "Okay, well, at least you're telling me up front like what the box is." Right? Like right. <laughs> But I yeah, no, it's 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 almost like it's like this sick form of like sadomasochism in yeah. this country especially when it comes to like I, I would have to say that I, I probably rag on both sides equally okay but the one that gets me like gets under my skin the most is actually republicans that will yep. pay lip service to freedom and liberty and do absolutely nothing about it you're you know? gonna you're gonna love this then okay so i'll give you uh what's funny uh i agree with you yeah but you gotta understand that like you can't play their game 
you have to find ways to smack them and then make them. And then when you smack them, you said, no, you smacked yourself. And they're like, oh, I smacked myself. Be like, yeah, you did it. <laughs> uh, and I'll give you a perfect example, right? So uh, there was, and well, let's hope these committee members never see this. Uh, so <laughs> Alan West was on Tim Pool's show. Yeah. Right. And so I was like, oh, shit. Because you know what Tim Pool does is he super chats things. Yeah. So I'm sitting there jacked up on pre-workout outside of the gym, sending a fucking hundred dollar super chat. Yeah. Right. And it says, uh, according to the G, uh, the GOP platform of Texas, it says that without the congressional declaration of war, that the national guard reserves the right to not go into active combat. I agree. Mr. West, it says, and so have 31 other States that have filed the, the uh, defend the guard legislation what are your thoughts and so previously because now i got him that it says he's on the party platform because he said well the reason we didn't you know he goes this was to be fair he said this was before my time i wasn't in yet but i see the logic in the sense that the log cabin republicans the question before is like okay but why did you guys kick out the log cabin republicans from the gop and it said well because we believe that it's in the party platform that says they believe in one man, one woman. And yes. if you're against the party platform, then you're undermining the Republican Party. And just the very next question was Tim Pool asking my question. And now what the fuck does he do? Right. <laughs> so either he didn't know what Defend the Guard Act was or he had to just, you know, uh, you know, deflect right away. So he goes, I believe we should defend the guard. But, you know, like, uh, you know what they're doing down in D.C. is very abusive with Biden. Said, but it's like, but I got you. And so yeah. I clicked it. And then we did a press release that says Colonel Allen West supports the Defend the Guard Act legislation. <laughs> That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I'll send you that press release because it's also got the video that I clipped. So it's it's fucking wonderful because it's like it's clipped in a way where you're like, you're not gonna be able to argue out of this. Right. Yeah. So it's like stop like trying like don't play their games. Like print fucking guns. You know what I mean? Like use crypto, like smack them whenever you can. Like it's it's time to stop being like, hello, good sir. They're gonna fuck you anyway. Well, that's that's my one response to uh, like Ma Massey is right there. He's so close. Yeah. Where and and he, you know, he lives the kind of life that I think a lot of us, you know, either do or strive to live. Right, like outdoorsy, like lights to get away from things. Doesn't like people meddling in his business. You know that kind of thing. Um, and he's come out with some stuff recently. Where, you know, a lot of people are like, you know what? He's right on that verge of anarchism. Like, he's really close. There's just some, some things he's not close on, but right. there's other things. Like, the, the lockdowns and, like, what you can do July 4th, right? And he comes out and he goes, look, despite whatever, you know, the president says or whatever, you do whatever you need to do on July 4th, right? And then yeah. I was like, now do guns! Do guns yeah. next, right? Like, that's exactly the thought process. The problem is a lot of these kind of, like, beltway types... Mm -hmm. They they push it like just a little bit and then they pull it back in. Right. So like you see a little bit of what they want to say, but then they they kind of like rabbit like yeah. pull it all back in so that they don't let everything out. Um, we need people that are more like on the other side of that that are yeah. like, no, 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 don't let them say, say what to do July 4th. And by the way, on July 4th, you know, print some guns, uh, fire up the still, uh, smoke a joint, like, you know, like what, whatever you need to do to, to have a good time, you know? Um, yeah. So I, some folks might not be familiar with Defend the Guard. Um, what is it? And is there a way for them to get more information about it? Yeah, so they can go to defendtheguard.us. They can also go to bringertroopshome.us, right? This is uh, an organization that I think is doing the absolute best thing that they can. It's just a ragtag group of people that have done more than all these, like, fucking million-dollar orgs that are trying to stop these wars. You know what I mean? There's really good ones out there, but then there's some really shitty ones, too. Uh, and essentially what Defend the Guard is, is it's state legislation that essentially the Tenth Amendment Center, uh, Mike Meharry wrote this up, says, you know, uh, if, if Congress won't make an actual declaration of war, then the states refuse the right to deploy the, their National Guard. Yeah, so that's it right there. And you see in that picture, you'll see, you know, legislators of all, of all stripes sitting together, coming together to put forward this legislation, including Pat McGeehan, who is the original gangster of this bill. He put it forward in West Virginia seven yeah. years ago, right? 
he got it out of committee one year and then it never went anywhere. Then the next year it go it goes for a vote. It's 50-50, then COVID happens. Then yeah. this year they voted against it because it was gonna go to committee it, or it wasn't gonna go to committee or it was and they were gonna kill it. So you try to do a parliamentary procedure and it got voted down 28 to 78. Like these people are monsters. But if you really want to scare the empire, you put forward this because every time that we put forward this bill and it shows up in the house, you know, shows up to, to testify against it, two-star generals, Pentagon officials, this terrifies the shit out of them. And so it's not like I think that we're gonna get this legislation passed. Maybe we can if we fight for 10 years. What I do like though, is that it exposes the state. There is a cultural aspect to putting forward this bill because it scares the empire. And I like to you know, point out that, hey, the empire has no clothes. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I love that aspect of it. I'm sure I'm sure that they will try and stop this at every turn. Um, every single Republican, at, at the very least the Republicans, any Democrats that say that they're, you know, for the troops or whatever, I try and introduce it, but you know, that's a load of that's a line of bullshit that they feed you. But um every single Republican who's like, you know, for the troops and, you know, respect the troops and bring the troops home and stuff like that. I'm I I mentioned to this this to them every single time. The majority of them don't know about it. A handful of them do. So the biggest problem right now is just awareness, like make them all aware to it. But I, I love the idea of it. And the way I pitch it to them is I basically say, you know, will you stop the president of the United States from sending our sons and daughters to another country to kill people um, and potentially get killed or wounded themselves if there is no formal declaration of war. If you do that in an open public arena, right? Like you get this like humming, 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 like, you know, yeah. how, how am I gonna answer that? Because half of them are fucking neocons and half of them are in the pocket or, or waiting to be in the pocket of being a lobbyist for Raytheon or, or Lockheed Martin or one of the other ones. Um, but at the very least, it shows, like, again, it's about the remnant. Like, two people in the room will be watching that back and forth and go, holy shit, I see what just happened, right? Yep. Like, not everyone, but, like, two people will be like, wow, I, I see what you did there. That was pretty good, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, not, I, it's, not about, it's not about winning the debate. Well, it, it, it's about getting a hold of the, of the audience. You know what I mean? Like, that's who yep. matters most, right? You're not going to convince the other guy who's, like, pretty smart, knows his stuff, or at least is like super drugged up on his own bullshit to where he's yeah. not going to agree with you anyway, but at least if you can get a hold of that audience. And that's the purpose of like being a loud and, and true like debater is like, you're trying to give these people the truth. And if they catch a glimpse of it, the right ones will be like, what do you mean when you said that? It's like, oh, here, let me show you. This is called anatomy of the state. Drink. <laughs> yes. Drink. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's 50 pages. Uh, you can go sit down in the bathroom and read it in about an hour, hour and a half, and uh, it will change your life. <laughs> yeah. I just had uh, I just had a buddy tell me today. Uh, he was like, "Yeah, dude, I was in uh, when when you first gave me that book. I was like, oh my god!" And then I gave it to another person, and it's being it's been handed out. And now he's personally buying personal copies to hand out to other people. Yeah, I gave him that book, and all of a sudden he was like, "Oh wow." Oh, there's. I didn't look at the world this way. Then he went down the rabbit hole and started reading Spooner, like uh, Rothbard. You know, obviously with Anatomy of the State before New Liberty, Ethics of Liberty, and stuff. And so now he's down it. He's handing these copies out, and it's doing more than fucking anything. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And what's crazy is how like this book was not written in the last ten years, man. This has been this has 25. been knowledge. It's been it's been sitting around for you know damn near fifty years, right? Like this is God. something that. You're we right. knew way back when, you know. Um, so, well, look, I want to be respectful of time. Your time, I, I want to say thank you. I appreciate you taking the time out. Um, look, anyone who's an OG of Liberty who comes from New Jersey uh, and and somehow has the Liberty bug in you and it didn't get beaten out of you living in this state, uh, I appreciate that. So I'm glad that we were able to link up, and uh, we'll definitely have to try and do this again sometime. I, again, what are the ways that people can get in touch with you or find more information? Just go to I'm the Remnant, or uh, also do do yourself a favor, go to defendtheguard.us. Uh, uh, click on your state. If you don't see that it, uh, if it comes up empty, you can put forward uh, this legislation to one of your legislators and say, hey, you need to put this forward. So we have the maps of like what states and who's filed it. So if you click on your state and 
you know, people filed it, you go, all right, now let me fight for it. If there's nobody there, then you go up to your legislator and you grab them by the cuffs and you say, you're going to file this. You understand this? So that's a good way to do it. And just honestly, just t- tell the truth, talk loudly and like, don't cower to these animals. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do not be ashamed of liberty. They no. will try and make you ashamed of your desire for freedom and to have your liberty. Do not back down. Yep. Um, and 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 awaken the damn remnant. Let's go. It's it's time. It's it's past time. I'm about so, it. All right. Uh, have a good evening. Uh, enjoy your night out there in Texas, and uh, I'll see everyone next week, Monday through Friday. Let's go. 7 p.m. Big. Awesome. Have a good one. You too. Thank you again for tuning in. This is a quick reminder to subscribe, like, share, and comment to help get the message of liberty and freedom in front of as many folks as possible. See you next time on Why Libertarian. Thank you.